What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. I am your host, Tommy Bunce, here as always with my main man, Sully and Jones. We've got a ton to get to, but off the bat, we're going to talk about something that I read on ESPN. It was a feature story on Tim Donahue, the disgraced NBA ref that was caught fixing games, fixing games, um, making hundreds of thousands of dollars off of it. Other people were making hundreds of millions of dollars off of it. And all I took away from this was that I should have been playing golf on the Philadelphia golf course that him and his buddies started this on or been a caddy or something. So I could have overheard and gotten in on it because I, I, I can't seem to win anything lately. And that's the thing. Like, you don't want to be the guy that's running it. You want to be the guy that, like, overheard what's happening. So you got complete plausible deniability, and you're just sitting there collecting the fucking stacks. Exactly. I don't want to be the middleman. I don't want to be... I don't want to be the guy cutting the checks, sending him his money I want to, I want to be the gardener of the middleman who overheard the conversation in the driveway. Yes. yes. But, I mean, how they went about it was crazy. This article is great. If you if you get a chance to read it, go on and check it out. It's right on the front page. ESPN has been for a couple days now. But it is like a 40, 45-hour long to read it took me. But, I mean, well worth it if you're interested in gambling at all. How they went about this, how they got caught, how ridiculous it got at times before they got caught, and how brazen they were with it is crazy. I mean, th- this guy was literally calling. For those of you who don't know, Tim Donahue in 2007 was caught for fixing games that he refed that he was also betting on, and there was a whole ring of people that were betting on games that were in on the fix with him, and he wasn't necessarily changing the outcomes of games, but he was definitely affecting and manipulating the spread. They they were they were scamming the system big time, and I mean it was it was crazy. As with most thing. things like card counters, like it, it, they would have been fine if they didn't get brazen, if they didn't get fucking greedy. Yep. You don't get yeah. You don't start calling sixteen fouls on one team and four on the other. Like unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess when you're in that position, it's like <clears throat> all right. But to me, the fear of like going to jail has got to enter your mind at some point. Well, he only got what fifteen months. Yeah, yeah, he's out. I mean, yeah, not, I mean that's not fun. And he probably served in a, he probably served in a cupcake prison. So like, and he probably served like nine months. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I mean really risk reward. It wasn't that bad. Wasn't too bad. I mean he can never do what he loves again. But I mean he still probably gambles and golfs. Yeah, I mean do oh, they yeah. have how much money did they take from him? Like is that a, is that a seize all your assets type of case? Because like it's not like he's got to. So. It's but it's not like he's got to pay anyone back for like or does he have to pay that, the yeah, NBA that, back? That maybe he had to pay his salary to the NBA back. But yeah, even I'm what sure, refs I'm make sure like that. what hundred hundred and fifty k a year in the NBA? They can't be so. What he's got to pay like they what are they five years of him doing this at most, and then yeah. There you go. So, yeah, I'll give yeah. you 500000 I made that on one game, and 
when I was doing this. Yeah, uh, it doesn't say an amount that he was fined, but he yeah he got 15 months in prison. Um, yeah, did it from did it entirely through the 0506 season and 0607 season when he got caught. And uh, I mean, he started doing it in 2003, I believe the article said. And it started out he bet on like six or ten games that he he refed, and it was just he had a friend pay, place the wagers for him, one of his golf buddies, and. And then it wasn't until other people found out about it who were bookies and, um, like, they, they they would place bets for people. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a hard blank on what you would call that right now. But they were bookies and other, other things in the gambling community among that. And they were the ones who turned it into the big, like, Ponzi scheme that it ended up being. Of basically. course, because their ass isn't on the line. Yeah, exactly. They went out there. I mean, look at them. They how you could never prove how much money was really done. They were all through offshore accounts. Those guys made out like bandits. Do you think they threatened him? I mean, they had to. I mean, their identities are all in like first, last names, ages, like where they live, like everything. I mean, if I'm because obviously if I'm him, I'm I'm assume I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming he fucking cooperated with police. If I'm him at that point, like I'm like, yep, fucking Tony, Timmy, Johnny, Marky, yeah. they fucking, <laughs> this is where they're at. They do all the, I'm ratting those motherfuckers out so quick because they didn't fucking assume any risk. If it were, yeah, si- there's, there's a difference between ratting someone out that was in on it or like did something wrong. But if they're sitting there fucking strong arming you and putting you in the fuck position, fuck you. I'm ratting you out. Of course I am. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. That's my version of payback. That's all I got left. <laughs> literally that is all you left and i mean his <clears throat> wife had said in the article that he was just like more of a gambler and a golfer than a husband or father so <laughs> i'm assuming i'm assuming they got divorced yes yeah they were getting divorced i guess she planned to get divorced and then this happened and she was like yeah all right that's that's it <laughs> that that's it there's my reason but i guess she she would find like thousands of dollars like rolled up with rubber bands around it just in his like ref jacket pocket (laughs) classic dude how crazy is that how crazy is that but dude the way they would do it and talk about it on the phone the code words they would use if it was to bet on the home team he would be like oh tell cousin johnny back home i said hi and if it was the away team he'd be like oh tell chrissy from out of town to to call me or something and it was like okay like that's like the code they use i mean obviously super easy to decipher but when they figured it out. But that's funny how, like, literally they would speak in code on, like, burner phones. They were, like... You have to, man. They, they were totally, totally there. And, I mean, I guess they threatened him at times to... Um, that they were going to go... They were like, oh, it would be a shame if anyone in New York found out about this. Or, it'd be, like, they were... So they were kind of, like, reminding him who was in charge there, really. I bet he regretted it halfway through. Yeah, of oh, course. I, I bet, too. But, I mean, he was so careless with it, like... He was he was so careless with it. It's almost like you don't think he gave a shit. Like, dude, he was calling some lopsided games. Just me. <laughs> so that's like, something. That's something you pick like one or two of your boys, and you sit there and we're like, hey, we're gonna triple our annual salary. We're gonna bet like ten, fifteen thousand dollars a game. I'm gonna do this like ten times a year, and that's it. We're gonna sit here for the next fifteen years and just make bank. We're gonna retire with twenty million in the bank each. And that's it. It would be 40 and we're done. Like, if he had yeah. taken that approach, he that's what he'd be doing right now. He would have retired and he would have had fucking 
$10 million in the bank and chilling on a beach in Aruba or something. <laughs> Alone, too. He'd be yeah. single. He'd be living it up. Listen, $10 million in Aruba, I think you could buy yourself a pretty nice wife. Yeah, I would <laughs> I would have to agree with that. Um, speaking, though, of a guy who this week got himself a ton of money, Manny Machado finally signs a deal with the Padres. Ten years, $300 million. I believe there's opt-outs after years three and four. Uh, between three. between three and four, yeah. After between year three, between three and four. So I mean, he has a chance to get out of this if it doesn't go well. But Dave, you had an interesting theory on this today. Why don't you Why don't you let the people hear that? I like that. Well, I just think it's I think it's very it's like only uh, pointed out. It's very similar to the A Rod situation. You have this this opt out year at this time, and it's kind of a test period. You know, he Manny for you know for better or for worse is going out on a limb to go to the San Diego Padres. Yes, the San Diego Padres are providing the most money, but on the field product they're they're far from the best option he had if we if everyone gave him the same amount of money. So he he's clearly and, and you know 26 is young, but he's 26 young for a free agent. If 3 years goes down the drain, then all of a sudden he's 29 and I don't know too many teams trying to give a 29-year-old a 10-year deal anymore. I mean a 26-year-old barely got a 10-year deal. So my thing is, if it doesn't, if they're not clear World Series contenders, and I'm not talking like they made the wild card once, they fucking won 89 games. Like I'm talking about, they are in the NLCS or in the World Series by the end of year two. He's gonna start questioning shit because he he didn't. At the end of the day, the money sounds great now, and it is, but. He's going to want to win eventually. Spending all those bum years in Baltimore, he got his taste of it in the world. The, the, the Dodgers stint might actually progress this because he got his taste. He was, you know, right there. He was the last out of the World Series. So he, he's got that hunger. And if, if that doesn't, he doesn't get anywhere close to that in the next two or three mm. years, then he's going to start to question his decision the same way A Rod did. And, I just think, looking at it logically, they, I mean, I know there's, a, like Sully mentioned, there's a possibility the Yankees are all short up at that point, but he's definitely not going to Boston, like ever. He's most certainly <laughs> not going to L.A. He clearly does not want to be there because he could have just re-signed. Philly, he was pretty clearly not enthralled with. Chicago, who knows what they'll be, the White Sox, or if they'll have the prospects to make those, that trade at the time. Um... And the Yankees just—he's going to want to go to a place that he knows, no matter what, he'll ha- at least have a legitimate chance to win year in and year out. Even if the Yankees aren't great at that time, which is hard to believe they won't be competitive in three years with the young core they have. But even if they're not, you know at least the Yankees have the money and the resources and the name to, in one season, turn it around. You know, so I just think if if shit doesn't go well, he's just going to say, "Hey, I, uh, send me to New York. That's where I." I- that's where I, I should have gone in the first place. It, no, he won't opt out. That's what I'm saying. He won't opt out because he'll he no shot he gets that money as a 29 year old. So he will request a trade, or they will trade him, and and then if they trade him to like fucking Cincinnati or some shit, if they beat him to the punch and they were like, hey, you know, this isn't working because that could happen on the Do- uh, the Padres end too. They could say, hey, you know, what if this guy goes? He has 96 RBIs and, you know, 31 home runs and bats 283. Like, 
great season, but not a $300 million season, not a $30 million a year season. So maybe the Padres have a little buyer's remorse and ship him off before he wants to be shipped off or before he even says something to them, and they ship him off to fucking Cincinnati or, you know, fucking Milwaukee. He's clearly not going to want to be there, so then he'll opt out and come to a New York or yeah. a, another big city. Maybe maybe it's the Mets. Maybe he goes to the Mets. But he, he clearly will not want to be there. My, that's, that's my theory. I'm saying it, it, things have to go pretty well for San Diego for him to be on the team four years from today. I just think... It, as of now, for sure, winning isn't as important to him as the money, which can change, but it definitely isn't because he he could have he was with the Dodgers, he went very far, he went to the World Series, and, and didn't if he try. if he would have wanted winning, he would have went to the Yankees for for sure. He could he could grow discontent you know discontent of that and go you know want to go to a better organization. Another organization I think that would fit the Yankee bill would be the Cardinals. Sure, um, I could see that. The Cardinals and they—they've yeah. had history they're, they're of spending like, the money. They're—they're kind of like the Yankees of the American League, pedigree-wise, um, National League. But I don't know. I like—I like the Padres' core. I like, you know, they got the number two prospect, number fifteen prospect. They got ten of top hundred guys. I think he's looking long term, um, and I think it's a lot better than the White Sox. The Padres, I think, have a lot better future than yeah, the White Sox. Yeah, can we talk about that? The White Sox and their fan—they're like. Both devastated and dumbfounded why he didn't choose the White Sox. Like, what the fuck the, the, are you talking last, about? The last reported contract was $175 million. No, but they said, the, the they confirmed, Rosenthal confirmed, their last offer was including incentives, $350 million. But who, we don't know what those incentives are. It was less than $300 million guaranteed, but if he hit the incentives, it was $350 really? million. Really? The, but the incentives, the one of the incentives could have been 55 home runs. You know, like, we don't yeah. know. We don't know I what it was. in the beginning of the year, it was reported that he got the seven-year deal for $175 million, I think. Yeah, and I mean... Who, From them, so I, I thought he was never going to get to the $300 million, with that being said. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, think, I think a lot of the realistic teams, like, you know, first of all, Boston, for this guy, Boston's out. The Dodgers out. Were, were clearly out from a very early stage not that they didn't have the money but he clearly did not want to be there you know the Phillies and and the Yankees are really the only two major city teams with money that were in at, in any capacity and the Padres kind of probably saw this as an opportunity to be like hey how how often one do we get a chance to how often is there a guy like this available on free agency at this age and this talent two how often are the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Cubs, how how often are all of those teams out of the race? They're not even interested. Or they're not even like, you know, they're interested at the right price. Yeah. But so I think that I, I think the Padres just kinda were like, fuck it. You know, this is our one chance. We got a <clears> bunch <throat> of young guys coming up. We gave Hosmer that money already. We can't have you know, because if, if you don't add help to Hosmer, then that hundred and forty four million is a fucking waste. Even if he hits yeah, go fifty bombs and, and one hundred and fifty RBIs, it's not doesn't mean anything, you know. Yeah, I think you that's gotta a go good all thing in for baseball, though. I think that's a good thing that you have a mediocre to blow mediocre team going for it, going for one of the best players. I agree. I agree, and, I, and I'm not saying that the the, yeah, the no. Padres could very well all of their prospects or the majority of their prospects work out and be great, and they're no, could, a legitimate. Right now they're 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 below average. Team. He he has to know that this yeah. year's a wash. Yeah. 
I just I just like that you know San Diego is a small market. They they projected win total of seventy six and a half. Now it's seventy eight and a half. It, you didn't see many of those teams other than the White Sox pursuing him because it's like they're like you know they either want to tank. Everyone wants to tank. Do what the Astros did and Cubs did because the blue. Well, I just they, don't get it with the fucking White Sox. Like they're terrible. They were one of the worst teams in baseball. What they win like sixty five games last year. They're fucking atrocious. Yeah, it wasn't good. They have some prospects as well, but then again, Yohan Mankata was one of the top prospects, and he's yeah. Mankata was bad. supposed to be the fucking next Alex Rodriguez, and he's like he was, not he was that a, great. He was a can't miss. You so know, I, I, you know who he got traded for, right? Yeah, yeah, the guy who won a World <laughs> Series. Fucking crazy that we stole. They actually, they actually did have some good. Off-season moves like decent ones, like they got they got they got some of his family members. They got John Jay, Yonder Alonso. Um, so they were really trying to recruit through the. Family. Well, yeah, I was talking about this the other day at work. Like all the funny things that teams did, like and that happened throughout the the Machado like recruitment. Like number one was definitely the White Sox signing all of his trash friends and teammates. And number two was them leaving a locker open for him in between said teammates. And then three had to be Machado following all the Yankees and Yes Network on Instagram. Like, there was just a, What was such that a, about? I, I think there was probably... I mean, given the way that these free agencies gone, I think there was probably a time where... Machado was leaning Yankees. There may have been a time he was leaning Phillies. You know, I think there was. I think the Padres were very clearly late in the game, and I think it came to the point where Machado was probably going to have to accept because, like, they were if, the mystery team, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they that mystery team came in about two weeks ago. Um, but I think, I think there was a point where Machado was going to accept a slightly lesser deal from the Yankees. I think so too. As opposed to, uh, uh, you know, maybe it was two fifty from the White Sox, and he would have accepted two twenty or two thirty from the Yankees. You know, something like that range. But once the Padres threw the fucking big swinging dick on the table at three hundred mm-hmm. million, it's a little different story. He never wanted to go to the White Sox. We know that for sure. And I don't think Yankees, he did either. And the Yankees, it seemed like he was just constantly changing his opinion on the Yankees. I don't think he ever ever wanted to go to the Phillies either. I think no, he. Was, I, I don't think, I think he liked his pool. I think he really wanted a much bigger pool of candidates. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that leads us to like, all things considered. Does... All, if everyone offered Manny Machado a ten-year, three hundred million dollar, he would absolutely be a New York Yankee. But I don't think oh, they yeah. came anywhere close to that. I think maybe the highest they went is two twenty, two thirty, maybe two forty. The two fifty, yeah, two twenty. I'd say because you you already have still over 225 230 on John Carlo. Yeah. I mean granted granted 30 of that is on the Marlins in 2 years, but I mean you then you have to pay judge. What? Judge has one more year of arbitration? Yeah, and judge is going to get a fucking boatload of money as he should. Yeah. And he's then gonna and get, then you're going to have to pay get, Sanchez and then you're going to have to in 2 years have to pay Torres because they can they can go with Andujar, they can resign oh, yeah. Didi. And if they don't resign Didi, they can move Glaber to short and stick with DJ LeMay who a gold glove Thir- uh, second baseman who's batted three thirty before, so yeah. I respect them more for not giving him three hundred. Well, million. yeah, I do. Too I don't think he's I think, yeah, exactly. I think they're trying to do. It's clear they're trying to not buy championships. They're trying to do it from within house more, oh, and they're trying to develop talent, which they've been very good at doing. Clearly, with these players and Duhar, Torres, Judge, you know. So I think it's it's definitely more admirable because you can't just say the Yankees they buy their championships now. 
Um, especially if you're a Red Sox fan, being well, the highest they, payroll in baseball last year. To, be, to be fair, if you take if you take David Price and even if you just take David Price out of that, the payroll is back under the salary cap. If you give David Price half the money, I'm pretty sure they come in under the, the salary cap. Yeah, so that's still, one. That's I mean, one. They big still contract. gave JD a lot of money. They still gave a lot. Of, they're going to give Mookie a lot of money. Well, Mookie was in house, but they gave JD a lot of money, even though it's good value. Yeah, but, yeah I was going to say the first, it's all backloaded. The first two years were uh, seventeen and eighteen million. They might end up giving Kimbrel a lot Listen, of money. I'm, I'm totally no, fine with. Out. They said they're out on Kimbrel. I think that's a smart I'd, move. I'd be out on Kimbrel. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Kimbrel is dude. The dude's going to lose you at least yeah. four or five Yankee games next year if he's on your team, minimum. I mean, I don't know how you can see. You, you watch the playoffs, and you just see, even when he's closing games, the bases are loaded, first and second. Like, he's just imploding. And you yeah, get, I was almost guy. at I was at a, a LDS game four at Yankee Stadium, and they it, game was one. Kimbrough came in. Game, all of a sudden, the Yankees got the, the game-winning run at the plate. Fucking yeah. four yeah, batters yeah. later. Wait a minute. Yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. It's but... Just, I don't. I don't know where Kimbrel's going to sign. I don't think anyone wants him. He wants a hundred million. Bro, his agent is his agent's calling him the greatest closer of all time. Are you fucking dumb? Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, I know I there's like numbers to kind of support it. Like he's on pace for, but no, you fucking look at the product and look at the other people he's competing against. Like he's not a Trevor Hoffman. He's certainly not a Mariano Rivera. Like. There's just a laundry list of guys that I would take over Craig Kimball in their prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, sure. I, I agree completely. Um, but moving on, moving on, because we have uh, a little college basketball rivalry to watch in about uh, 21 minutes here. So we're going to be looking to wrap it up relatively soon. A little game called Duke UNC. Ever heard of it? Guys, um, obviously we're just excited for that game. But we're going to move to basketball was the point of that horrible segue. Sully and Jones understand. I hope you understand too. But we're going to talk about the All-Star weekend. It's pretty good. Ooh. You know, I thought it was pretty good. I thought the 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 skills challenge had a couple exciting rounds. I don't usually like that, but obviously my guy won, so I happen to like it. But skills I mean, Dunk- That was the most exciting thing of the whole weekend. Yeah, and honestly, Missed it was it. Between, between whoever in the round before that was it Trey Young did that to someone else? Yeah. He beat someone else like that, and then Tatum did it to him in the final Tatum, round. he hit a half-court shot to win it. It was a walk-off. Yeah, wild. That was insane. Insane. I haven't seen one. I haven't seen any highlights of it. There aren't many. There aren't many. Uh, yeah. I, oh, because I, I like, follow seen, like all the Celtics stuff. That's I've seen highlights of the All-Star game. I've seen highlights of the dunk contest because I was working Friday through Sunday, and I don't work at a sports bar. We're at a hipster fucking bar. It's great, but it's not like a sport bar. So, like, and I didn't see, I, like, I couldn't even on ESPN. I didn't see any repeats of the skill challenge other than really a couple of shots. The dunk contest was, it looked like it. it from was, what it seems it like, it so looked like trash. It was, trash it was honestly than, just people jumping over each other. It like, was so oh. trash. There was no originality. There was. It, no. There just comes a time. There comes a time where you've seen pretty much every dunk, and you just need the elite athletes. We need exactly. We need Gian- we need Giannis in there. We need, and it's such we like it got. Levine. We need those guys. I don't whatever. like. I don't often subscribe to Skip Bayless, but he pointed out such a good point. Like these dudes, like the reason LeBron's never done the dunk contest is he's scared to lose. It's not good for his brain. Yeah, 
And it's yeah. just yeah. such like a bitch move. Like, and it's not just LeBron. I'm not calling out LeBron, but like it's everyone. It's a fucking it's a fucking embarrassment that LeBron it's, hasn't it's hasn't it's done the dunk contest. It's, it's, it should be. This is the. This is. The, I think this is the dream lineup right now for that in the NBA. LeBron, Giannis, Westbrook probably because he's so fucking athletic. And I'd even throw Donovan Mitchell in there. Donovan Mitchell's an animal. He can dunk. He's pretty sure, creative. Just get me like get me I four all stars. Still, I don't know if LeBron's still, but definitely a couple of years ago. Well, we for, just, we forget now. Now it's a it, LeBron's so done. Zion's going to be in it. It's next a year. it's a blemish on LeBron's resume. A small blemish, but it's a it's a blemish. And if it isn't, it should be. Because it's really that's the reason. It's not about that he hasn't done it. It's the reason why he hasn't done it. It's like such a bitch move. Like you're not doing it because you don't want to hurt your brand. You don't want to lose the dunk contest. Like, fuck off. Are you kidding <laughs> you me? So the, Are you the kidding me? Is we have we have these guys. The average fan doesn't know. Even a lot of good fans. Diallo. Collins is having a very good year, but like you have these guys that are like not big names. You want to see the big names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, I that's, think we want. I'm even fine with throwing in one. Like, give me a format of like two all stars, one rookie, and one like wild Veteran. card or one you returning know. champion. It should. That's another thing. It should be a fucking law that it, the returning to... champion has to compete. Yeah. Okay, I've got you one right there. Blake Griffin. Zion Williamson, because I forgot that he was coming next year, and he's obviously going to be in that contest. If Zion Williamson he's, isn't in the dunk contest, he's not allowed to play for the rest of his career. Literally. And then you have Giannis and Russell Westbrook. Come on. That'd Tell me great. that's not much watch, must-watch television. Sure. I'd love to see that. But people also forget Giannis did do the dunk competition. Yeah, but that was before he was this fucking... He, it was 2015. He was terrible. He was terrible. But yeah, you look at the replays, and he was like... 70 pounds lighter like he yeah. was just a, he was no nowhere near the same player we, they weren't even sure if he was going to be a thing yet yeah, yeah he was i remember him back then dude he was so scrawny he was so scrawny he was literally he was literally as skinny as this lamp is yeah, I, I, I think he should be tested for steroids because he's ripped out of his mind <laughs> he's the greek freak bro i'm a big fan i don't want him to test positive. he works really hard so it's it definitely possibly they, dude everyone him, his, i, I see are, like Everyone around him said he's like the hardest worker in the NBA. Yeah, he like, works like he 14 just, hours. He doesn't do anything but play basketball. They yeah, have to like kick him out of the gym. What he's going to do for the All-Star break? He's like he's like I'm going to go home. He's like all I'm going to do is sleep. Then the next day, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to play some video games. I'm going to get a fresh haircut and I'm going <laughs> to sleep some more. And, he, and I think he said to hang out with his brother in there and he's like that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Dude, that's so, like, so yeah, funny. he doesn't do anything. Well, I mean, it's yeah. not like he's got much opportunity in fucking Milwaukee. Yeah, that is true. That's like where Jeffrey Dahmer lived. You don't want to get cut up by a dude eating. Oh, Probably yeah. wouldn't be good. Fuck that guy. Probably wouldn't they're, be they're good. Lucky. They're lucky they're really good right now because it'd be really easy to move away, move on from Milwaukee. You see the report today that he's the, the Warriors are going to target him? What? I didn't see that. I don't, I don't think it'll work. What? After but next year when he's a free agent. What? He, he loves. He says he loves Milwaukee at least. Yeah, I would. No, trust me, I would be surprised. But same time, if they don't win the next two years, or if they don't even make the finals the next two years, I mean, I mean we thought it'd be crazy if Durant going there. We didn't think that'd be real. Yeah, I mean but that also. Going that there. also shows that the Warriors don't exactly think Kevin Durant's going to be around for too much longer. Oh uh, yeah, it a hundred percent says that because you obviously couldn't afford to give a max deal to 
him if you have already two to three max guys. Exactly. That also says maybe they don't think Draymond Green or I Clay was Thompson. Because Clay Thompson's probably the most likely to stay out of the ones. I don't think of... there's any fucking remote shot Clay Thompson leaves. I, I think the only chance they I'm do is you, if they open I'm, I'm right there with I you. think That's he a... is the most surefire re-sign in the last decade in the NBA. I yeah. think he's a surefire, but I think if they lowball him, that's the, if if they if they lose somehow and they low they lowball him bad, I think that's the only way. They're not going to lowball him though because they're going to lose. They're going to watch Demarcus Cousins walk out the door. They're going to probably watch Kevin Durant walk out the door, and then they're going to be like, "Well, we can't just have fucking Curry." So Clay, here's yeah. a max. Yeah, for sure. I think. Clay yeah, no. If, if that me. if the order went that way, it would. It I would mean, I would I would be equally as stunned. At, at Clay leaving as I would be the Warriors not throwing him a max deal. I think that's equally as as shocking in my mind. Because any way you slice it, Clay Thompson is a max player. He's a really great defender, and in that system he's clearly proven to be one of the craziest offensive weapons ever at times. Literally. The catch and shoot. I, I, and I, th- I think unbeatable. he could do a lot more off the dribble than people realize, too. I do, oh, too. Oh, he absolutely could. Like, you, you, see, you see he does have flashes. It's just not his role. That, exactly. That, and that was a lot of my biggest knock on Thompson for the past couple of years. But in the last year or two, he's really... He's, he's really, dunking. He's going to the hole. Yeah, no. Dunking. I'm, I'm so all I, in on, on the Clay Thompson hype. He's, he's unarguably a top three shooting guard in the NBA today. Yeah, I mean... Would I want would I want him to be the best player on my team? I wouldn't because that wouldn't be a championship team. But no. you'd be a good team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah like if I mean, in today's NBA, you need somewhere. multiple stars. It's no secret you need multiple. Yeah, I mean stars. the com- the conversation starts at two stars in this in today's league. Yeah, yeah, and even at that, That's, you long and stuff. yeah, and yeah, exactly. You're behind the eight ball with two stars. Yeah. Oh, did you guys see Gordon Hayward twisted his ankle today? I did see I that. Oh, not great. <laughs> Is he out? His bad uh, ankle? He's day-to-day. I believe so, yeah. Well, that's because his wife he's... is yelling at him to stop playing video games last night. Yeah. Is, um, I, hope I saw he... he had a really good game a week or so ago. I forget who it was against. But he's, 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 been, he's... he's been heating up. He's been having better games. Like more frequently, like he's he's yeah, but he's a max deal. He's a max deal, though. But I mean, he's think this is what I keep saying. Think about Paul George when he came back. The only reason he Paul George was putting up twenty three again. Okay, okay. Wait, listen to what I'm saying. Because he was the player in Indiana at that point in time. Paul George came back. He was the guy there. He had to do that. On this team, he doesn't really have to do that. So he's going to when he gets the opportunity. But it took Paul George a year, year and a half to be back. The thing though is. Athletically, they're two complete different specimens. Gordon Hayward losing a step, and Paul George losing Paul George losing a step is still more athletic than the average NBA player. Gordon Hayward wasn't even average athleticism probably for an NBA player. Now he's he's lost a step defensively. He's not even like good. He's like below average at this point. Like I'm just saying, like him losing a step compared to Paul George losing a step is a he because he's someone who who made his game off of shooting, getting to the right spots, and defense. He's not really, like, a freak athlete at everything. Like, you lose a step or two being that. DeMarcus Cousins loses a step. He still he still can do so many things. Gordon Hayward, he's not a terrific passer. He's not he's not an amazing shooter. He hasn't regained his shooting touch. I think he'll be better for sure, but, I mean, like, I mean, still, I mean, him getting a max deal is, um, it's, uh, I'm very thankful that he didn't sign him. 
Well, yeah, I mean, he also ideal, you can't you you can't assume he has still, that even, injury. Even, think about yeah. that. Think about think of even without the injury though, he was like a twenty point guy at best. That's what his best year was. Like he was the guy that summer. This summer, there's twelve guys better than him. Easy. That's true. That's yeah. True. Yeah. So like, no, like he was so overhyped. He was so overinflated. I even wanted him so badly. Like he's not a max guy. He just isn't. He's like a twenty five. 25th best player at his best somewhere around there you speaking of this summer you we we have that video out of the all-star break of uh kevin durant and kyrie irving having a little chat in the yeah in the hallway where yeah, where, let's, let's talk where i believe that. i believe the quote was they got two max deals it's time and Ky- that- mr kyrie irving was asked about that quote today and his response yeah. was that's just me and my best friend having a conversation. Yeah, that was. You just hate to see that if for a Celtics fan. Oh man, you just hate to see it. Can we talk about how the Celtics are better without Kyrie Irving? Because I've been saying this for a while. Yeah, and I agree. Clear. You should just let him walk on. Let him walk on. With the improvements, Marcus Smart shooting percentage. I'm pretty sure I looked at this the other day is up about five percent from the field, and it's up like two or three percent from his career average or even yeah career average i believe but he's like he's shooting much better this year it's Kyrie. Like, Kyrie is an isolation player he can he pass. He's, 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 but he's an isolation player who's a who's a closer he's he hits daggers he doesn't bat brad Stevens system it's all about ball movement it's not about stopping the ball so the two just don't go well together they're both great great coach great player great well not even a great team right now but a great team without him they're like ten and two without him. Oh, Listen, it's it's like, more than that. It's crazy. It's like eleven. It's or it's, it's in the in his Celtics career. There there's oh, something. Oh, his career. Yeah. There's ten and two. Yeah, but in his Celtics like career 10. at home, they're like twenty six and three without Kyrie. Yeah, I just think from both points of view, it's like if you're the Celtics, like the proof is there. You don't really need him. Like yeah. that's my that's that's my thing too. Like I think yeah. it's mutually beneficial. Yeah, I think I'm like I'm there with you now. I wasn't a month ago, but no, this guy wears on my patience for one, and two, just like like you said, the proof's there. Like we're pretty mu- like it's pretty proven that we're better without him. The other guys all contribute more. You had the other night we had six guys in double figures, and we won the game by like twenty. And he and he's never going to be right. the guy in Boston. Like he'll be like for the system, he'll be one. He'll be like probably the best player, but he'll be one of a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. He won't be. Like, like if he went to, goes to the Knicks, even even if Durant is there, he can still put on a show. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, for sure. That's, that's he'll be he'll be he'll be having the ball. He'll be one of the guys. Like, and I yeah. think that's enough for him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They could, have, they could have him, KD, and mm-hmm. either Zion, Ja Morant. Uh, Barrett. RJ, yeah, yeah. Dude, if you guys get Zion, Kyrie, KD, they probably won't get. They probably won't get Zion. I mean, it depends if they get the first pick. But we don't need to put that bad energy out in the world. We just <laughs> we're gonna get him. We're gonna get the first pick, and we'll decide who we want to draft from there. You're projected first right now, right? Yeah, but it's only a 14 percent chance because they changed yeah. it from 25 to 14. Of course, the year the Knicks got the worst record, they fucked. Yeah, up. they've been trying for like three years and always won like 28 to 30 games. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Wheat for the culture. Yeah, not terrible. not great. But you know, it is what it is, Dave. You just gotta you gotta keep keep your head up and move on. 
And we got to keep moving on. We are going to defend the wall real quick. And then we're going to talk a little bit of NFL. It's starting to starting to heat up already again. A lot of shit flying around. A lot of rumors flying around the past week. Um, but first, we're going to do defend the wall. Sully, you get to go first this week. A through D, big guy. B. B. All right, Sully. Bryce Harper is going to make more money than Manny Machado. All right, that's not hard. I mean, the numbers we were hearing about Manny Machado were no more than $250 million and he ended up walking away with $300 million. We've already heard $300 million from Bryce from the Nationals. Um, it's been reported he's has he's turned down five or five contracts over three over three hundred or more million dollars. That's going to be a gauging point. That's that's just sitting at the table three hundred million. If you're not at three hundred million, you can't you can't come to the table. He's I think he'll get three hundred and fifty million anywhere from three fifty to three seventy because look at Manny waited all that time and it paid off for him. He could have been stuck with two hundred or two twenty five. Bryce Harper's and. And his agent, they're gonna and Boris, they're gonna play it that he's much better than Machado. He's a much better talent, although he's not as good a player overall d- defensively. Um, he has the or he's a superstar aura and charisma that Machado doesn't have. He sells tickets much more than Machado. He's gonna make your team more money whether he produces better or not. So I think he, I th- if I had to say right now, I think he'll get three hundred fifty million from the Giants. But they, the Phillies could use him. Could use the, he could use the Giants as just a, you know, as a measuring stick and say, hey, three fifty or more, we're out. He could get three seventy from the Phillies. They said they're gonna throw stupid money at one of them. There's only one left. I just don't. Say. I just don't get it. Like why? Why? Yeah, I don't get it either. It screws us in the long run, Dave. Because now when we want to go pay actual talent like Aaron Judge and Mookie Betts, we're gonna have to pay him five hundred million for ten years. Yeah, and it's just like fuck off. You know, you don't fucking deserve that. There needs to be a. I'm really mad that these guys. Like, I'm not mad in the sense that like they got their 300 million and now it's like, all right, I understand why the Yankees didn't go at that amount. But by the same token, like you said, it's just it's just gonna raise the bar and like that wasn't a smart fucking move. You know? Oh, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. But you get to pick now. It's gonna be uh, A, C, or D. Uh, I'll go with A. A. Alright, Dave. Oh boy. I asked you to explain this earlier. Um, so you can give a quick recap if you'd like. But Manny Machado Oh no no no, you have to argue against yourself. This is sorry. Should have read Great. the whole sentence. Um so Manny Machado will play out the entire contract in San Diego. Just completely shatter your argument from I earlier. mean, yeah, there's certainly an argument on both <laughs> sides of this. Um I mean, like I said, you know, the convert my my argument before was based on based on their prospects and everything kind of not working out and the the converse argument of that is that they do work out they have two top 10 prospects in baseball and i believe seven or eight of uh the ESPN top 100 prospects in the majors which is far and away ten. more is it 10 yeah it's 10 okay sure. so whatever it is seven or 10 doesn't matter it's far and away more than any other any other franchise um so they clearly have the young talent waiting in the wings they have their two or three guys that they've paid big money to in Hosmer and Machado and I'm sure they probably will add supplemental pieces over the next two off seasons um, especially if things or prospects don't turn out to be as good as they thought they would be um, but they're in a very weak division 
they're in a place that's very desirable to live if you're an average person. Perfect weather, perfect everything in San Diego. Um, so it, it's it's not like they would conceivably have an incredibly terrible time drawing people to or free agents to come there um, if their team is at very least competitive and they need someone to get over the hump. So it, you know, as long as as long as they have moderate success with the minor leaguers coming up and that translates into moderate success in the field and they can add one or two more solid guys over the next two off seasons. Um, I think it's perfectly reasonable that Manny will stay there. I mean, as long as they're, as long as they're at least making, you know, making pushes in the playoffs, whether that's to the ALCS or to the world series or whatever, if they're, if they're shown that they're on their way to being a really competitive team for a really long time, especially having all of that young talent in there, then of course he, I don't see any reason he'd want to, or will leave. Like it, like it. You can see it from both sides, people. You remember that. Very balanced man. Uh, <laughs> so it's not often something said about me. <laughs> Give me D. Uh, Classic. D. All right, Sully. The Broncos made the right move trading for Flacco. Oh, oh I think that's this is certainly the correct move. Um, people are saying Joe Flacco's on an upgrade, and I vehemently disagree. Joe Flacco hasn't been great, but he's got the talent which case keenum just certainly does not have he doesn't have arm talent um even when he had his great year with great year with the vikings he was throwing intermediate routes he wasn't really throwing deep that much he was a system quarterback um joe flacco has made a playoff run he's won it all with a good defense the broncos have a great defense or very good defense could be great they have chubb on one end bill on the other they had a couple other defensive players they can run the ball with their two running backs, who are both rookies last year, they're going to have them for a while. If they don't turn the ball over and they can get get another receiver to go with Emmanuel Sanders, they could have a good offense. Joe Flacco gives you the threat of a downfield passing attack that that Keenum just didn't do. Someone like Cortland Sutton, I think, would fl- will flourish so much more under Flacco, who can throw the ball deep, and Keenum just couldn't, so he was he was limited. I thought he he'd be a good breakout candidate. He never did, Cortland Sutton, so. I mean, I don't think Case Keenum's in the same sentence as Flacco. Even we forget before Flacco got injured, he was having a career year. Before the injury, where Lamar Jackson, in the first five or six games, he was having a great year. Then he came back, banged up, wasn't good. I mean, so if you put a run game, which the Broncos, it's always been their mo. Even with Elway, when they had Terrell Davis, it was run game and defense. That's always been their mo. So they're gonna continue to do that with Flacco. And Flacco has never thrown more than, I think. 14 turnovers in a season he doesn't turn the ball over a lot so that's the thing to do just not turn it over yeah i think the, i think it'll be a good fit there too dave last but not least this is a, a a take i've been on this past week but um kentucky not duke is gonna win the national title all right let's give this one a whirl uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it, honestly, it, it, we've seen that Duke can can be beaten this year. Um, if you just really play smart against them, if you don't turn the ball over, um, good defensive teams like Virginia have played them really tough. They lost Virginia, Virginia lost them by two, um, maybe three. But I mean, they've certainly, you know, obviously they've they've been beaten twice this year, so they they've shown to be beatable. But uh, you know, a team like Kentucky with a co- coach like Calipari at the helm, like you always have to be 
worried about them come tournament time. There's some coaches, like the legendary coaches just seem to do better in tournament times. That experience seems to pay off. The Tom Mizzos, the Jim Beheims. Syracuse is like a, a 12 seed every year, the last like four years, and they went to the Final Four. They always win a tournament game. Like they, the, the, the premier coaches usually tend to win out, and not that Coach K is not a premier coach. He's the premier coach in college basketball. But Duke hasn't always had the, the most fantastic success in tournament-wise, even when they've had the most talented team. Um, so I just think by t- come tournament time, there'll be a, a lot of scouting on Duke. Uh, Kentucky's kind of very quiet this year in the sense that not a lot of people are talking about them, but they are now the number four team in the country. Um, and everyone has kind of forgotten that they exist. And they've got plenty of talent over there as well. Just because they didn't get one of the top three recruits this year didn't mean Calipari didn't have a great class. They had the number two class in the country this year. So you have to give somewhat respect to that and to Calipari in general. So I think it's perfectly feasible, especially if Kentucky gets a better draw coming out of it. You know, the seeding will matter to some extent, but there's certainly a world where Duke gets a tough draw in Kentucky you know, makes makes a play, makes a run. Um, they're 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 getting overlooked, and they shouldn't be. Yeah, man, I agree. I didn't. I won't care about this at all unless they play in the tournament. Like, I think in a tournament game, I think Kentucky beats Duke. I think, like, dude, that first game national television this year, first game of the college season, they kicked it off and they just got smoked, dude. They just got patty whacked. On fucking Kentucky national just TV. Beat Tennessee too, the number one team. Yeah, they did. They smoked them by like twenty. Tennessee was a fraud number one. Squad. Yeah, they were a fraud number one yeah. for sure, for sure a fraud number one. Right when I saw that, I was like, oh god, yeah, that's not gonna last. Let's be real here. But real quick, one last thing. We'll get into it real quick. Um, Le'Veon Bell, Steelers don't plan to tag him. Don't plan to do anything with him. He's gonna be a free agent. Real quick, your prediction at this moment, where you think they're gonna go? I'll start. I say the Jets. For Le'Veon or Antonio Brown? Le'Veon. Because AAB is going to need to get traded, so that might take some time. But Le'Veon, like, as soon as that league year starts, he's he's going to be visiting team. Uh, it's tough. T- yeah. I mean, I, I, the Jets are certain. Uh, to me, there's like five or six possibilities. The Jets, the Colts, the Bucks, the Eagles, the Dolphins, and maybe one more that I'm forgetting, but those five for sure are are serious options. Um, the Colts would be a good fit too. With that I, think, I think the Colts are my be. pick. Although Marlon Mack yeah. is a very good back. The Colts have like money. stupid money. They have like 113 million dollars. Yeah, in they, have, they have stupid money. So I, if they get Le'Veon Bell, they they would just add a whole other dimension with him. And Plus, Locke. you have to you have to assume they're going to. I mean, so what they use 15 to 20 of that on Bell. That still leaves 95 to 100 million in cap space to improve their already great offensive line and their defense and prob- yeah. and probably add another a secondary skill player another wide receiver or a tight end or something like yeah. that but then again they got Ebron so they didn't even need a tight end and Doyle so they probably yeah, they probably good. add a, a secondary wide receiver Le'Veon then they have the offense from hell they add another offensive lineman this good offensive lineman free agent class this year and and defense there's great defensive classes so many linebackers and safeties on on the free agent market this year that are premier talents yeah i i pick colts slightly over the jets because uh, i don't want to be a homework pick but i think the jets have a really good shot jamal adams is 
chirping in his ear. Um, we've never really had someone recruit for the Jets, as weird as it sounds. No one really, like, actively, he's actively recruiting and saying, like, how great it is here, even though we're not good right now. But he's seeing the future with Darnold, him, new coaching staff, a lot of money to spend. Um, we could easily throw it at Bell, and I would open, wel- welcome him with open arms. I mean, yeah, I I agree. I think the Jets and the Colts are the clear favorites. I think it's going to come down to whoever whoever's willing to dish out the most money. I, it could go that could go either way. Yeah, and I agree. It could either one could be that. Absolutely, and guys, no, AB. No, no, we don't get into AB this week because we no got to go watch a basketball game, folks. You understand? It's Duke UNC tonight, so we're gonna go watch that. You know the handle. Search Bleacher Fan on anything. You'll get there. You'll see us first thing that comes up. We'll talk to you next week. We'll get into more NFL free agency. We'll talk more MLB. Maybe Harper will finally sign somewhere for a fuck ton more money than Machado. We'll find out. We'll see you next time. Title. All right. Let's give this one a whirl. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, it, honestly, it, it, we've seen that Duke can can be beaten this year. Um, if you just really play smart against them, if you don't turn the ball over, um, good defensive teams like Virginia have played them really tough. They lost Virginia, Virginia lost them by two, um, maybe three. But I mean, they've certainly, you know, obviously they've they've been beaten twice this year, so they they've shown to be beatable. But uh, you know, a team like Kentucky with a co- coach like Calipari at the helm, like you always have to be worried about them come tournament time. There's some coaches, like the legendary coaches just seem to do better in tournament times. That experience seems to pay off. The Tom Mizzos, the Jim Beheims. Syracuse is like a, a 12 seed every year the last like four years, and they went to the Final Four. They always win a tournament game. Like they, the, the, the premier coaches usually tend to win out, and not that Coach K is not a premier coach. He's the premier coach in college basketball, but... Duke hasn't always had the, the most fantastic success in tournament-wise, even when they've had the most talented team. Um, so I just think by t- come tournament time, there'll be a, a lot of scouting on Duke. Uh, Kentucky's kind of very quiet this year in the sense that not a lot of people are talking about them, but they are now the number four team in the country. Um, and everyone has kind of forgotten that they exist. And they've got plenty of talent over there as well, just because they didn't get one of the top three recruits this year didn't mean Calipari didn't have a great class. They had the number two class in the country this year. So you have to give somewhat respect to that and to Calipari in general. So I think it's perfectly feasible, especially if Kentucky gets a better draw coming out of it. You know, the seeding will matter to some extent, but there's certainly a world where Duke gets a tough draw in Kentucky, you know, makes makes a play, makes a run. Um, they're, they're, they're getting overlooked, and they shouldn't be. Yeah, man, I agree. I didn't. I won't care about this at all unless they play in the tournament. Like, I think in a tournament game, I think Kentucky beats Duke. I think, like, dude, that first game, national television this year, first game of the college season, they kicked it off, and they just got smoked, dude. They just got paddy-whacked on fucking Kentucky national TV. Tennessee, too, the number one team. Yeah, they, they did. They smoked them by, like, 20. Tennessee was a fraud number one. Team. Yeah, they were a fraud number one yeah. for sure. For sure, fraud number one. Right when I saw that, I was like, oh, God, yeah, that's not going to last. Let's be real here. But real quick, one last thing. We'll get into it real quick. Um, Le'Veon Bell, Steelers don't plan to tag him, don't plan to do anything with him. He's going to be a free agent. Real quick, your prediction at this moment, where you think they're going to go? I'll start. I say the Jets. 
For Le'Veon or Antonio Brown? Le'Veon. Because AAB is going to need to get traded, so that might take some time. But Le'Veon, like, as soon as that league year starts, he's he's going to be visiting team. <sighs> Uh, it's tough. T- yeah, I mean, I, I, the Jets are certain. Uh, to me, there's like five or six possibilities: the Jets, the Colts, the Bucks, the Eagles, the Dolphins, and maybe one more that I'm forgetting. But those five, for sure, are are serious options. Um, the Colts would be a good fit too. With that, I, whole I think line the Colts are my be. pick. Although Marlon yeah. Mack is a very good back, the Colts have like wanna... stupid money. They have like one hundred thirteen million dollars. Yeah, they have, <laughs> they have stupid money. So I, if they get Le'Veon Bell, they they would just add a whole other dimension with him. And Plus, Lock. you have to you have to assume they're going to. I mean, so what they use fifteen to twenty of that on Bell that still leaves ninety five to one hundred million in cap space to improve their already great offensive line and their defense. And prob yeah. and probably add another a secondary skill player, another wide receiver or a tight end or something like yeah. that. But then again, they got Ebron, so they didn't even need a tight end and Doyle. So they probably yeah, they probably good. add a, a secondary wide receiver, Le'Veon. Then they have the offense from hell. They add another offensive lineman. There's a good offensive lineman free agent class this year, and and defense. There's great defensive classes. So many linebackers and safeties on on the free agent market this year that are premier talents. Yeah, I I pick Colts slightly over the Jets because uh, I don't want to be a homer pick, but I think the Jets have a really good shot. Jamal Adams is chirping in his ear. Um, we've never really had someone recruit for the Jets, as weird as it sounds. No one really, like, actively, he's actively recruiting and saying, like, how great it is here, even though we're not good right now. But he's seeing the future with Darnold, him, new coaching staff, a lot of money to spend. Um, we could easily throw it at Bell, and I would, Open, wel- welcome him with open arms. I mean, yeah, I I agree. I think the Jets and the Colts are the clear favorites. I think it's going to come down to whoever whoever's willing to dish out the most money. Uh, it could go that could go either way. Yeah, and I agree. Could either one could be that? Absolutely. And guys, no, AB. No, no, we don't get to AB this week because we no got to go watch a basketball game, folks. You understand. It's Duke UNC tonight, so we're going to go watch that. You know the handle. Search Bleach Fan on anything. You'll get there. You'll see us. First thing that comes up, we'll talk to you next week. We'll get into more NFL free agency. We'll talk more MLB. Maybe Harper will finally sign somewhere for a fuck ton more money than Machado. We'll find out. We'll see you next time.